It's a stagnation station. Stagnation station. Stagnation station. It's a nation in stagnation. It's a it's a nation in inflation stagnation. And uh, and uh, do we really want to go there? I don't <laughs> think so. No, no. We're busy with it's 9:43 a.m. Saturday, July the 30th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane. <laughs> Show. That's right. <clears throat> We're sitting here um, with the blinds closed. Uh, the, the 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 assault of the of the of the. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Nearest star is uh, is uh, flooding our ah, room with. Little dots of light seeping in through the holes in the blinds, and um, the the room is aglow as always. The color is in the room, not just on the walls. And I I, I think I may be having some kind of a flashback experience, Diane, uh, <laughs> here right where we sit. But one must say it's been a colorful week here in Lake Abundance. Over to you, Diane. <laughs> You might be wondering why we were talking about stagnation. And, oh, were we? Oh, yeah. And during the the times when it's this hot and yeah. this, it doesn't it just feel like the air is yeah, like it, oppressive it, and yeah. stagnant, and you just want movement in the yeah. in the. But you can't do it because it's too freaking hot. And yeah. But I mean, even movement in the air outside doesn't feel like the. Air is moving, and yeah, we are, no, is we are just... not in favor of the hot days. Nope. And as a matter of fact, when we were walking to the store the other day, I was thinking, "Oh my God, this reminds me so much of Sacramento." <laughs> yeah. I came here to escape Sacramento heat and that sort of thing. But there were people in Sacramento who just loved oh, it. Yeah. Just loved Man, the yeah. heat. And... I've got friends who have homes in Sacramento yeah, and they go gosh. there because they love the the warmth. The warmth. And they uh, um, there was certainly a lot of activities that you could participate in that would sort of be good that you were in a hot weather. Uh, my, my brother got into um, river rafting for a Ooh. while. Wow. He had a friend, um, Steve, who had a, a rubber raft, and I went with them one time, and it was pretty much a blast, yeah. you know, going on that. Yeah. But uh, it was mostly a blast when you were going through the rapids, and we actually overturned. And it was so funny because I remember being in the raft and, you know, kind of closing my eyes because the water was splashing, and then all of a sudden thinking, Wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of water here. And then realizing that we had overturned. Yeah, luckily you didn't hit a rock. I know. Yeah. That's a weird feeling. Yeah, but I but yeah, I've experienced that. Not I don't think I ever fell out, but it is a you know, you don't know. It's coming your body's just going every which way. And when you're river rafting the heat kind of it, it's sort of like you get hot and then you get you can get in a dip in the yeah. water and stuff. That was like being at Alan's house and putting just having my feet in the creek. Yeah. Just ah. But man, otherwise. Yeah. It just always felt like 
<laughs> you're you're escaping in your cave with the right. the blinds you had a, drawn. Yeah, you had a water rescue happening in our parking lot this week while I was at work. And yeah, that like, was oh, somebody bizarre. tries to cool off, and you know, you know, suddenly it's a an emergency situation. Yeah, it was so strange because all of a sudden these huge fire trucks, not you know, not little mobile units, but these yeah. huge fire trucks were coming in the the we have a parking lot alley type of situation where people can drive into their parking areas and and it goes all the way down to the lake to echo lake and i saw one fire truck passing by because at the second floor you could see the truck's tops when you are uh, sitting in our living room and i thought that looks like a fire truck and they had some uh, the lights were going but very slowly it was not like a rapid and they did not have the sirens on and I was thinking what's going on and so then another one came by and I thought what so I looked out the it's not coming window. by they're kind of coming in you know, yeah they're coming in you know it would be a it would be a tax for them to turn around and get out again it's a pretty narrow uh, parking area that we've got because everybody's got garages it gives you enough room to turn into your garage and there's guest parking too. So. And then this fire truck actually stopped at our place, and I was thinking, "Are we on fire or something?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And then I looked out the window, and I saw this man taking. Um, it looked like a surfboard, and it it said "Surf Rescue" on it, and he grabbed it off, and he ran down to the water, and I thought, "Oh, something's going on in the water." In the water. And then there was a guy parked in our our uh, actual parking spot, which was interesting. Um, kind of a manager or somebody who was in a smaller van talking to someone on the on some sort of radio transmission type of thing. And I was thinking, whoa! So I looked it up, and there was an article uh, that they published on Twitter. I guess Shoreline Fire has a a Twitter, Twitter account, and yeah. they said we're down at Echo Lake. They had a picture of our place, you know. They said we're down in Echo Lake um, on a rescue that some a person had gone under, and uh, they found him in two minutes under 12 feet of water. And I was thinking, wow. Apparently some people saw him uh, struggling and then went down, so he was really fortunate that wow. that he had some people who saw him. Yeah. So that was a big, exciting thing. Yeah. I was just like, whoa. Yeah, it's like, okay, that guy got cooled off. Yeah. I, I hope he's all right. They didn't really, they said they took him to Harborview, but they didn't really say what the outcome was. Right. But. Well, so it's been colorful. Are we going to talk about what we were watching? Yeah, I think we should okay. because that was a. I read the book and I, so an I knew that this was an incredibly interesting series to yeah. me. How to Change Your Mind. It's on Netflix, uh, based on the book of the same name by uh, Michael Michael Pollan, and uh, it's a really interesting show, and it's divided up into what is it five parts? I think it's four. Did LSD, uh, 
MDMA, mescaline, you did, what's the fourth one? Psilocybin? Psilocybin, yeah. Magic mushrooms. So, And it's well done. And it's based on his own research and his own experience, in part. So. Well, I, I really thought it was a fascinating way that they did that show, because the use of graphics and animation was kind of a trip in itself, I would say. But um, I knew nothing of the history of how these substances became illegal and, and how they even came into being in the culture and and sort of the the differences between ways of thought about even using them again um you know that some people thought uh i thought it was really interesting that aldous huxley for example thought that it should not be given to everybody and timothy leary thought that everybody should go through this experience and uh, just the ideas that were being exchanged about it really i don't know is really powerful to me yeah there was a really good comment from someone who had seen the series about what it was about i thought that they encapsulated it yeah, it's really. framed in an interesting way because he, michael pollan kind of comes at it are we really going to make plants illegal are we going to criminalize nature, yeah. you know? Yeah. One of the commenters about this series said that it was regarding the renaissance of psychedelic drugs for the treatment of the most critical mental illnesses. Research on four different drugs has been given the green light to resume after initial trials in the 1950s and early 1960s. These drugs are being proven to genuinely help with long entrenched maladies such as PTSD, depression, and anxiety, providing real and lasting help to those so afflicted. Should be mandatory viewing for policymakers involved with overhauling America's mental health delivery system. Yeah. And, you know, what it really was showing me, uh, especially the, the last episode that we just watched the was the one about mescaline and they were talking about the ways that peyote was used as a sacrament in the Native American communities and it was a sacrament it was done in a, a, a ritualistic way with reverence and respect and, with reverence know. and respect to to the to the plant to nature entirely to the ancestors and I felt like watching that made me feel that we have grown so apart from the natural world and that a lot of the maladies, the mental illnesses that they were describing are coming from a sense of isolation and an isolation not only from human beings but from the natural world. So it made me, my, my own thoughts during the program were, how did we get so far into this way of thinking mm -hmm. 
that we are feeling like we are not a part of the natural world and we can criminalize this substance um, to make sure that nobody enjoys this experience of feeling at one with all, you know. Um, Doesn't make for good cogs in the wheel. It doesn't make for good workers if you got people spacing out all the time. But not only that, I think that it's, it's the, that if you can't get people inured to this concept that you must make money and you that this is the the sole substance of your life is is working and getting lots of money and abusing other people and because whatever made us think that that getting riches was the way for happiness when you look at these people who live in communities and maybe don't have as much, but are in a community that is protecting them and, and assisting happy. them, and, and they're, they're living, happy. And they're living wonderful lives, and they've got nothing. They've so got it nothing. makes me feel like community, a sense of uh, of being at one with the natural world of which you are a part, is so important to the human soul that if you get disconnected from that, that that is when you might suffer these mental illnesses. So, I don't know. I just, it was such a fascinating series to me, and I was actually really tired the first night that we were watching it because I got up for my Pilates, so I'd fallen asleep during the first one, and I'm thinking about revisiting that but it was an interesting thing to fall asleep to because I'd wake up a little bit and see something and it would still be ingested in my head in some way so yeah yeah it was good I'd like to watch the whole thing again just because I think it's very well done documentary and I really think it's interesting to see how all of these uh, these alarms in our society got set up towards these psychotropic drugs yeah. and why that would be so threatening yeah. to the society. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That was a good show. It was, it was a very a good, good show. show. Yeah. And there's an element today of, uh, you know, kind of booga booga. Booga booga? Booga booga, you know, hairy, fairy, nuts and twigs, uh, butterflies and rainbows. I see. Yeah. It's kind of, it's been part of our conversation this morning, that kind of uh, mind expansion. Because I, you know, my experience with hallucinogens has been a mind expanding experience. Even my negative experiences with them have been, you know, enlarging. You know, they've enlarged my worldview. So. And I have never. Well, you don't need. You don't need them. You're one of those people. You are naturally gifted with that communal sense and that uh, that unified sense of the world. So you are. You were born buzzed. <laughs> you came into the world with the knowledge that a lot of us need little resets to to be reminded of. I don't know, I really feel like that 
part of me is so precious to me. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, when I am expressive, like when I do the collages, what I'm really trying to do is give people a little window into the way I, I view the world. Yeah, window know? is a good term for those. They are windows. And uh, it's hard to describe uh, in words my, my inner mental landscape. Yeah. But I've also done some that are not as happy, you know, sort of the yeah. worry card that I've done, the collage that's about worrying. Yeah. You know, that's a part of my mental landscape too. But, but it's one that I can shuck pretty easily when I'm in my best frames of mind. Yeah. So. But you know it's there. And it's not a, you know, knowing it's there and being in the midst of it are two very different things. Other than that, what else has been happening this week? It's it's the poetry been a break kinda... is was was good. Um, after missing a week, I've still felt like I'm being affected by my trip to Spokane, uh, not just physically but um, exuberantly. So. That was good. I'm having good conversations with my friends. But it's been too hot. And that's yeah. affected my mood. It's affected my, my physical body uh, adversely. So it's kind of a challenging time in, in that regard. And we're kind of, we're in that uh, transition to Medicare phase of our lives, which is strange too. So we're kind of bobbing and weaving and shucking and jiving and ducking and covering and just trying to understand the new landscape yeah, that's out there and trying to figure out how to how we're going to operate in this it's, uh, it's it's an interesting time interesting transitional time but don't remember ever being this happy in my life I don't know about you pardon me I'm having a drink of coffee you're probably miserable but I'm happy <laughs> no. and that's really what matters to you boy that's good coffee i am happy but i oh man the heat really does something to me i don't it makes me feel uh irritated in my body my skin yeah and i don't like that feeling so i'm i'm hoping that this heat wave is going to uh discontinue soon it sounds like we're going through the weekend with heat but hopefully it'll be cooling off during the week yeah i hope they don't extend it again the way that they did but yep and we have music we do have some and music talk about where the music is what the music is um centered around well <laughs> i've actually i think i've mentioned it before that in my in fact i know i've mentioned it before in my tarot class there's um uh, practice that she encourages people to do which is what's your jam it's just taking something that for which you have a lot of passion and associating it with uh, various tarot card themes and so the one that I chose was connecting songs that I really love with tarot cards and uh, so this morning I was thinking, well, man, we're out of the retirement list, playlist. So what do I want for the music today? And I thought, 
I'll let the tarot cards guide me. There and you, I, you know what the the tarot cards that I pull will uh, affect which song I choose. And I had originally assigned this one card, Four of Cups, and uh, I will read the description okay. of the card because the way that uh, it is described in this book is pretty apt. And you can get a picture in your mind even if you don't know the, know the tarot symbolism very well. A hand looking very much like the one in the ace offers a young man a cup which he either ignores, refuses, or does not see. So it's actually like an, uh, a cloud presenting this, this cup to a person. The very weather seems stagnant and still, and the leaves of what appears to be an oak hang motionless in the air. The tree, symbol of life and knowledge, is in full late summer leaf. It can no longer grow this season. Something must soon change. Wade says that the fig figure's expression is one of discontent with his environment. The seated figure beneath the tree is powerfully reminiscent of the Buddha as a young Prince Siddhartha, whose life is of curdled luxury, eventually leads him to seek freedom from attachment. Is this a refusal of divine grace or a refusal of material luxury? The answer is ambiguous, but it is certainly an inflection point in the cup's journey towards emotional fulfillment. And so the, the key words are comfort with slight discomfort, plenty yet discontent, world grown small, irritation builds pearls, safety versus stagnation. And at first I thought that Baker Street was kind of a song like that. And Baker Street is by Jerry Rafferty. And I know that many of the people who are older in our listening group Know, both, of them, both of them know this song yeah. extremely well right. the baker street song because of the amazing saxophone riff <laughs> that every time it plays it just gives you this feeling of uh ex exhilaration i think every time i'd ever hear it come on the radio i'd just be like oh this is so wonderful so i started listening to Baker Street, and I was listening to a couple of other songs on the album City to City. And I have never listened to that whole album That's before. A good album. And I started listening to, well, some of them I knew. Um, I knew the Down the Line song, yeah. but I did not ever hear City to City hmm. itself. And, and then uh, you said to play the arc, and I was thinking, man. Uh, I know that Jerry Rafferty is from Scotland because we were watching a Billy Connolly um, special and they were actually doing a group together yeah, called the Humble, Bums. the Humble Bums. And so I was thinking, now I see all that Scottish music influence in these rock songs that I love so much. Yeah. But then I, I started thinking about Steeler's Wheel, which was the group that Jerry Rafferty was in prior to his solo. And I thought, 
man, I love that song stuck in the middle with you. And so I started listening to that song and I thought, that's even better that's for the Four of Cups than Baker, Baker Street. Street. Yeah. So anyway, and then you came down and said, that's the song. That's the song. Yeah. And I said, but it's Steeler's Wheel, not Jerry Rafferty. And you said, yeah, but it's yeah, still but it's Jerry. Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, it's Jerry Rafferty. So quintessential Jerry. In any event, for me, I feel like I need to explore both of those groups a little bit more than I have. I mean, not groups, but I need to wonder explore. if the Humble Bums ever made an album. Yeah, uh, I need to explore Steeler's Wheel more, and I need to explore uh, Jerry Rafferty more, yeah. uh, because everything I've heard on that Jerry Rafferty album I've liked so far. So. Cool. I'm 